also come to order if members can take their seats. This budget is a huge job maker, and the number one solution to economic insecurity is a job. Hungry children can't learn, and it's our responsibility to try to help. Equality and opportunity. I believe most people are here because they want to do some good. Yes, it's the February 11th, 2020 edition of Capital Ideas, the podcast where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. Today's featured lawmaker is Representative Dave Paul. Dave lives in Oak Harbor on Whidbey Island, and he represents the 10th Legislative District, which comprises all of Island County and parts of Snohomish and Skagit counties. In his non-legislative life, he's vice president of institutional planning and effectiveness at Skagit Valley College. If you have a good memory, you'll know that Dave first visited Capital Ideas a little over a year ago when he'd been a legislator for all of a few weeks. He's well into his second year now, and in today's episode, we'll talk about what he's been doing since we last got together. We recorded this on Tuesday, February 4th, and this is what we said. Welcome back to Capital Ideas, Representative Dave Paul. It's been about a year, and I appreciate you coming back for an encore. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Dan. I don't want to spend this whole conversation just talking about what it's like to be a freshman, but kind of briefly, what's your experience been looking back from 12 months later? Sure. So it's been a great experience. Um, I oftentimes say that the best part of this job is getting to meet constituents and listening to the issues that affect their lives and hearing their concerns and then trying to see if there are ways in the legislature to address some of those those concerns and those issues. So in the last year, you know, I focused on education issues and college and workforce training issues and apprenticeship, but also have had the opportunity to work on some bills in transportation, the other committee I serve on. And then this past year, with with listening to constituents, I've had a number of bills that are related to uh, veterans or folks that are in the military that are getting ready to transition out and want to start their education for the life after the military. That's a good-sized population in yeah. the 10th District. It is. So Island County has uh, one of the highest percentages of uh, veterans in the state, and the 10th District has more than its fair share of veterans compared to the state. And so it's been a pleasure working with veterans. And I've supervised veterans education at Skagit Valley College for a long time. So you know what you're doing. I hope so. And, and <laughs> the legislature basically makes laws mm-hmm. that starts with a bill. And so tell me about the bills that you've been working on, either bills that you introduced last year that needed more time mm-hmm. or bills that now you have currently come up with during the interim. Sure. Uh, one of the the veterans bills I'm working on helps folks that have been called up into active duty. They were in the reserves, and they earned an expeditionary medal. Um, and already the state provides uh, special retirement benefits for folks that earned a campaign medal. Uh, but you know, with the war on terrorism, the the lines between those two medals are oftentimes blurred. Uh, and the Department of Defense counts expeditionary medals as part of that protected veteran status. So I think it's time for us to look at the state providing that same level of, of protection. So one of the bills I've I've introduced helps get that process going. 
And in many cases, these are folks that are serving in our police departments or firefighters have oftentimes served a year or two in active duty and then are hoping to get that credit towards their retirement. Um, And I think they deserve that. A second bill I'm working on, more focused on education, has to do with allowing Running Start uh, in in the summertime. Uh, so currently, Running Start students can't do that, or if they if they do participate, they're self-paying. Um, so they're really not Running Start students. And this program, this pilot, would allow students to take advantage of, of taking a Running Start class in the summer. And the great part of that is that's when college classes oftentimes have more seats that are open. So we have the capacity to help those students. And what a great opportunity for a student to try a single college-level class uh, when they don't have the pressures of their regular school load that they would as, as a junior or senior. That makes perfect sense. Summer school has been a tradition in American schools since sure. they were invented. And why not use summer school instead of to make up something that you fouled up last time, yeah. something to get a leg up for next semester? That's exactly right. And you get that taste of what a college-level class is. And, you know, a student might decide, okay, I want to now do this full-time, or I want to do some sort of split, which um, state law allows. You can take some classes at the high school and some classes at the college. Uh, or they might decide that's just not what they want to do. They want to focus on their high school classes at the, at the high school. And how's that bill going? Good. We exacted out of education committee, so it's past the education committee now. And the next step, I'm not sure if it's been referred to appropriations or if it has the opportunity to go directly to the House floor. And just to explain to listeners, when we talk about something being exact out by a committee, that basically means the committee has had a hearing on the bill, mm-hmm. discussed it among themselves, and then voted to give it what's called a do-pass recommendation, Correct. which basically is, is saying to the rest of the legislature that you should pass this bill and make it a law. Right. So we first of all have a public hearing so the public has an opportunity to speak. And we also oftentimes have experts that uh, make the trip to Olympia to talk on the bill's behalf or potentially that are in opposition to the bill. And then you have a second hearing, the actual vote to move the bill from the committee onto the next level. And that's what we just did yesterday in the the House Education Committee. Well, good. And the cutoff for uh, House of Origin bills, bills that originate in a given house, is coming up pretty shortly. So uh, you made that deadline at least. Yeah. And that, you know, I think one of my jobs as a legislator is help explain that process. So we're getting a lot of emails about different bills and folks can be concerned about some of those bills. Many of those bills are going to die in the next week or so. Uh, They simply will not get passed by the House, at which point they're pretty much dead. There's occasion where a bill can come back to life, but but it's fairly rare. And that's not necessarily an indication that it's a bad bill. It's more an indication of the fact that there are a lot of bills. There are a lot of good and some bad ideas floating around down here, and there's only so much time. Right. And I think uh, one of the things I've learned is that in a short session, you sometimes will drop that bill to get the public hearing, to hear the feedback, to hear the concerns. But you know in that 60-day session you can't get this passed by both houses, by both the House and the Senate. And it really is a conversation starter for the next legislative session to to do the work you've got to get started for the summer and fall and bring back a better bill next January. Almost no bills pass in exactly word-for-word, letter-for-letter the way they're introduced. Is right. that correct? That's correct. It's a lot of amendments. Um, of course, we have 
a house and a sentence. So sometimes the uh, one body will go in a different way, and then we've got to reconcile those. So very seldom do you see a bill that's signed by the governor exactly as it was introduced a few months before. Let's talk about transportation for a sure. minute, because during the past election season, there was an initiative passed that, you know, depending on your perspective, either gutted or decimated mm-hmm. the transportation budget. And I know that transportation, as I mentioned the last time we talked, it's vital to a legislator who has an island in his or her district. Right. How are you looking at transportation right now, and what is the prognosis for the 10th district and other districts that are dependent on ferries? Yeah, so I think it's it's both the impact on ferries, but also the impact on our roads and bridges. Uh, so in the, the 10th district, we've had some important projects delayed. In Stanwood, there's a project that has uh, federal matching funds, um, and, and it's not just Stanwood that's dealing with these issues. We've heard from municipalities across the state uh, and when those projects are delayed, that can cost those communities extra money because of the, the added cost by waiting to actually implement those projects. So for a district like the 10th that depends both on ferries but on bridges and roads, um, I hear over and over again that the importance of maintaining and preserving those, those transportation systems. I understand some voters were frustrated and, and voted in favor of that initiative. It did not pass overwhelmingly in in our district, in the 10th district, and Island County did not vote for it. I think that's important to remember as we're trying to find solutions. This was not a overwhelming mandate in the 10th district to gut our transportation system. Um, and it's a complicated issue, and I don't think a ballot, that particular ballot initiative, gave it justice in terms of how, the, how it could impact the daily lives of, of folks in our district. I think there were a lot of people sort of surprised when they started learning the, the ramifications of right. that, that initiative. Right. It's a busy morning here on day 22 or whatever it is of the legislative session, and I know you've got things to do. But before I let you go, is there anything else that you'd like people to hear about? Oh, sure. We've got town halls coming up on February 22nd. We'll have a town hall in Oak Harbor and, and one in Mount Vernon. And then we did town halls last year in Coopville and in Stanwood. We'll look at adding some uh, post-session dates uh, for other communities in the 10th District uh, later on in March. Uh, But that really is a great opportunity uh, to meet me and my seatmates. Um, It'll be a bipartisan uh, effort, and we'll get to answer questions you have about bills and, and projects that we're working on and also hear feedback about what you think are the most important issues that uh, we're trying to address in the in the legislature. And even though people listening to this podcast, it won't be relevant because there's a little bit of a delay here. We're recording this on the morning of February 4th, and on the afternoon of February 4th, you're having a telephone town hall, yeah. which um, thousands and thousands of your constituents will be at least invited to take part in a telephone town hall and fire their questions at you by hitting star three. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that last year. It was a great experience. Uh, Great to hear uh, for friends and neighbors across the district. Dave Paul, I really do appreciate you coming by again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and I learn something every time I do. Oh, thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for having me. And there you have Representative Dave Paul. 
If you feel like you got something worthwhile out of the last few minutes, you should subscribe to Capital Ideas at housedemocrats.wa.gov or at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you like. We'll be back with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday during the legislative session, and you don't want to miss one. This is your state government, and what happens here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you, for your family, for your business, and for everyone. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first since 1889. Thanks for listening.